0: Welcome to the Porn Reboot Podcast, where you get practical tips to gaining control over your porn or sex addiction. I'm your host, JK Amazie, certified sex and porn addiction recovery coach. Welcome to the episode. Today, we're going to speak briefly about self awareness. Two days ago, I was finishing up my morning routine and I was going through my journal. This is a 15 year old journal, which eventually became Uh, kind of a recovery and success journal for me. But I came across a few entries from 15 years ago when I was 20 years old, which I thought were quite relevant to the brothers who are in our group coaching uh, the Porn Reboot Intensive. And I'd actually share that with them. I decided to share it with all of you who listen to the podcast as well. But at 20 years old, I had no sort of mentor and I was struggling with a porn addiction. I was struggling in college, undiagnosed with a form of dyslexia. I had low self-esteem, and I had so much guilt and shame connected to my behavior. That's just how I carried myself in life. And I remember the only power I felt I had was when I could read and escape into books, and I could just learn of other people's struggles and the things that they overcame. This was what brought me strength. And I distinctly remember my excitement while I was reading. And this was in, I remember it was in the Albuquerque library and it was December during winter break. And we had no internet, nothing like that. And I would just go to the library in the morning and I would just read all day long, all sorts of books. And as many of you may well know, my first career in my early 20s was as a door-to-door Bible salesman. And although I was not religious, I did read the Bible cover to cover in addition to numerous books on psychology. I was a voracious reader. But I became aware of the concept of self-awareness early in my 20s, but I remember it was that winter break, going through all those different books in the library that I came across my three favorite quotes on self-awareness. And they come from the psychiatrist and psychologist, Carl Jung, the Gospel of Thomas, and the Book of Psalms, in the Bible. And Carl Jung's quote is, that which we do not bring to consciousness appears in our lives as fate. I remember reading it and this just brought about this sense of urgency within me almost immediately to understand what this quote meant. I, I just you know I just read it the first time and there was something about it. Something within me said, you've got to understand what this quote means. That which we do not bring to consciousness appears in our lives as fate. And I I thought about my mother. I thought about my father and my sisters and my close friends and their lives and the trajectory that it had taken, both what I perceived as positive and negative. And I thought about, I wondered how much, how how different would their lives have been if they were more self-aware? And I thought of myself and where I was and how I was feeling. And I was like, well, what do I think is my fate? What is my fate? Like, what, is, what am I going to attribute? What am I going to say years down the line that, hey, this was a result of God, God, this was God's plan, or this was my karma. And how much of that could be changed if I brought certain things to consciousness? Now, bear in mind, I was 20 years old. <laughs> I don't think I was the smartest kid, and I still don't think I'm'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I wouldn't consider myself to be a smart person, but I just remember sitting down and this was the first time I was actually working out that that muscle, <laughs> that deep thinking muscle in my head. And then I you know, I kept reading throughout the break, and then I was reading the Gospel of Thomas. I don't believe I was reading it from the Bible. I believe I was actually reading a book called the Gospel of Thomas, which was one of those apocryphal books that is attributed to somebody who wasn't one of the known writers of the Bible. It's more of a collection of different sayings of Jesus Christ. And that quote is, if you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. And again, I felt that sense of urgency. I was like, I need to understand this. I don't know where it came from. It just popped up again, just like it did with Carl Jung's quote. And again, I, I, I went through it. If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. Now there was fear. I was like, I have to learn how to bring forth whatever is within me. I don't know how it's going to save me, but it's obvious that there's no one out there who is coming to save me. As many of you who have listened to this podcast have heard me say, no one is coming. And so I knew no one was coming, but instead of being hopeless I was starting to, to come across all these different quotes from these people from the past that were saying that you can be saved from something within you. And then I read the book of Psalms, Psalms 118. The stone that the builder rejected has become the cornerstone. Again, I'm not religious. I grew up in a Catholic family. And I attended different churches with friends and that sort of thing while growing up. And I had heard this phrase, but this was the first time where I actually had a reaction to it. And of course, it was that same sense of urgency, but it was a little different this time. The stone that the builder rejected has become the cornerstone. And for some reason, I felt that it had something to do with consciousness. When I had heard it being preached, it was almost as if people were talking about somebody else and appealing to one's self-esteem, that you were the stone that has been rejected and now you are the cornerstone. It seemed to be filled with ego. But in this case, it felt personal, as if within me, there was something that I, the Builder, had rejected for some reason or the other. And that when I brought this thing from within my consciousness out to the open, this thing, whatever it was that would save me, this would become the most important part of my life. And there's more I could say about that, but that would be kind of diverting from the usual track of episodes in the Porn Reboot podcast. But what I wanted to tell you by sharing this story is that, well, first of all, this continued. I can keep going with all the different quotes, but these are the the three that influenced me the most when it came to self-awareness and ultimately changed the course of my entire life, my entire existence. Brothers, no matter how out of control your behavior is, no matter how hopeless your life may seem, No matter how impossible a goal may appear to you, no matter what the experts say is possible or not, no matter what your preacher or mentor or father or mother or individual whom you hold in high esteem says is possible or not, nothing will ever trump your own self-awareness. You, yours, your own self-awareness. Self-awareness leads to true realization of what you are capable of. What brings you joy and happiness? What keeps you going back to your shadow? What keeps you going back to your addictive behavior? To fully recover, you must cultivate a deep level of Of self-awareness. Self-awareness is evolution and your mind doesn't want to evolve. It simply wants to survive. It wants to rush on to the next thing, to work, to sex, to food, to entertainment, to social media, to money, to worry, to fear. You must discipline it every day during your recovery. You must take time to be still and go deep. There must be a reluctance to end your recovery time in the morning. Recovery time is a concept we have in the porn reboot system, which is about putting a certain time of the day aside just for your recovery, because it anchors you, it reminds you, it trains your subconscious mind to know that, hey, This dude does something purposeful at a certain time of the day. And it's all to remind me that I cannot act out, that I am not moving down this path. And if he is taking the time to emphasize this on a daily basis, then it must be important to his survival and to his growth. And thus, instead of sabotaging him, I will now help him. That is the importance of recovery time. We go deeper into it in the Porn Reboot Intensive. But there's a reluctance to end your recovery time because it becomes so real, so filled with possibility, so revealing, so affirming, so peaceful. And time and time again, my clients who prioritize self-awareness make tremendous progress in their reboots and consequently, in their lives. Often, their behavior with porn and masturbation was the cornerstone of a majority of their problems in life. The moment it was under control, it was as if that limit had been released, and they soared through life, surprising everyone who thought that they knew them. I've seen it happen in men of all ages and backgrounds. And brothers. As you listen to this, I sincerely hope to see it in all of you as well. I'm JK, your brother in this struggle. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Porn Reboot Podcast. I'll speak to you later in the week.